What began as an interesting UFC experiment in their newly constructed apex involving the likes of Snoop Dogg and the live reactions of both Dana White and the matchmakers has grown into one of the most well-packaged and entertaining combat sports shows on the market. I'm just going to come out and say it, some of the Contender Series cards this season were a damn sight more entertaining than some of the recent UFC fight nights. And it's no wonder, considering the idea of the show is to win your fight in as spectacular or violent fashion as possible, while Dana sits just meters away, the dollar signs in his eyes rapidly expanding. What happens as a result? Well, more often than not, you get two athletes who are ready to take each other out in the hopes of securing a UFC contract. I'm, I'm in the UFC. Oh my god. The show just wrapped its fifth season and its winners have slowly been filling the ranks of the UFC roster. Some like Sean O'Malley have already become superstars, but there are many more waiting for the right opportunity. It also occurs to me that some of you so-called fans out there haven't been watching this show at all. And in that case, don't worry, just sit back and watch. I'm Balian from MMA On Point and these are the 10 biggest potential stars from Dana White's Contender Series. Number 10, Hallian Piver. In a Dana White Contender Series debut that you most likely would have missed unless you have access to a Brazilian TV network, Hallian Piva made a splash in a flyweight battle against Alian Nascimento, and although he didn't get the finish, certainly did enough to impress. So much so that following his Dana White Contender Series Brazil debut, he was given Kai Kara France in his UFC debut at a UFC pay-per-view, no less. Piva was 18-1 going into the contest, and despite Kara France now knocking on the door of a title shot, he gave him all he could handle, gunslinging late into the third round. He went on to lose a very close split to decision and in fact dropped his next UFC fight against Rogerio Bonserin after receiving a cut on his right eye just three minutes in, forcing the doctor to stop the contest. Not the best start to a UFC career, but honestly it could have been worse and following those two losses, he's built a three-fight win streak in the UFC, including his emphatic KO of Mark De La Rosa. Most impressive, however, was his recent win over a man who would have made this list if not for Piva, the Matrix Kyler Phillips, who had looked damn near perfect in his UFC run. But Hallian saw to that. After absorbing damage in the first round, he went straight savage mode as he stalked Kyler for the rest of the contest, landing big shots and even controlling the grappling wizard on the ground. He dug deep and got the win and is now scheduled to face none other than Sean O'Malley and what should be a fantastic contest of bantamweight prospects. Okay. I love your pants. He has an endlessly entertaining style, vicious power, and an unquenchable thirst for violence. Number 9. Cheyenne Bays Along with an aggressive and dynamic style, there is an attitude and aura that surrounds Cheyenne Bays. I don't know if it's because when she shouts, I'll follow you home, bitch, to her opponents, I genuinely believe her, but her personality is certainly part of her inclusion on this list. She made her appearance on Season 4, Week 3 of the Contender Series, and although didn't find a finish that night, still did enough to impress the boss Dana, who complimented her mean and nasty approach to the sport, but also acknowledged she was pretty young in her career, just being 25 years old, and that after some exposure to the Performance Institute and with a couple of fights, expected great things out of her future. Well, he was in some parts right. Her UFC debut definitely exposed some holes in her game where she was controlled on the map by Montserrat Conejo for literally 10 minutes. But her follow-up head kick KO just two months later certainly made up for all of that as she also earned a performance of the night bonus. The women's 115-pound division is stacked with talent and fun matchups and now she's relocated to Vegas and has access to the UFC facilities. I only expect her abilities as a fighter to improve. As for her potential, well, she's beaming with personality and isn't afraid to talk a little trash. She's got the confidence. All she needs to do is keep winning. Number 8. Miles Johns In one of the more hyped debuts in Contender Series history, Miles Johns stepped foot in the Apex Arena on Season 3 Week 2 in June 2019. He was 8-0 at the time, the LFA bantamweight champion, and was coming off the back of a win over none other than Adrian Yanez, a man who would make his Contender Series debut the following year. 
Johns was extremely athletic, had great offensive grappling, and incredibly accurate and heavy hands. He fought Richie Santiago, who literally would not stop walking forward the entire contest, as Miles displayed his excellent takedowns and composed striking. The fight actually went to a decision, which isn't something Uncle Dana generally cares for, but still called him an absolute savage, and even made excuses on behalf of Johns, who ran out of gas towards the end of the fight. Adrenaline dump, your first big time, everything is on the line, it's a big deal to get this contract, absolutely normal for that to happen. His UFC debut came against Cole Smith, and he edged a split decision before dropping a TKO loss to fellow newcomer Mario Bautista. I know what you're thinking, not a great start to your UFC run, but when you have the backing of Dana White, nothing is impossible. He bounced back-to-back -back with back-to-back -back TKOs and performance of the night bonuses, one of them on the UFC 265 pay-per-view, and seems to be starting to find his flow in the octagon. He's a former champion, incredibly well-rounded and athletic, and if he can keep winning, he'll certainly be given some good opportunities. Number 7. Kennedy and Jetsuku What's better for an up-and-coming MMA fighter than a victory on the Dana White's Contender Series? One million dollars. How about two victories? Standing six foot five with a reach just one inch shy of John Jones, Injetsuku's initial appearance on the Contender Series was met with a lot of interest, but he was just two and oh. I mean, like literally 10 months into his professional career and he's on the Contender Series. It's safe to say that Dana was already pretty intrigued, but seeing as how he went to a decision and only had three fights, asked if he would come back after he'd gotten some more experience. Oh, and by the way, that's another thing. We see this happen a lot on the Contender Series where some fighters don't have enough experience. They win, but Dana sends them packing anyway. Okay, so why did you have them fight on the show in the first place? Anyway, his second appearance came on season two, week eight, and he starched his competition, Dennis Bryant, in less than two minutes. And after joining the UFC roster, was handed his first professional loss when he met none other than our old pal Paul Craig, who introduced him to his triangle choke. Since then, however, Kennedy has been heading straight for the top, with three straight wins, two KOs, one being a performance of the night, and the other a fight of the night war, a quite arguably the most stacked card of the year against Israel Adesanya teammate Carlos Ulberg. The man can absorb an ungodly amount of punishment and uses his reach excellently with his boxing. He's certainly a fun fighter to watch and is seemingly never out of a contest no matter how many shots he takes. As a contender, 205 is pretty much wide open. If you don't know, now you know. Number 6. Brendan Allen it's hard to remember the likes of Brendan Allen appearing on the Contender Series, but he was there making his debut back in Season 3, Week 4, and in the space of just two years has already had seven UFC bouts, six of which he's won. Before his arrival in the UFC, he was a long-standing member of the LFA roster, where he was able to secure the middleweight championship. With a long middleweight frame at 6'2", he's developed an extremely well-rounded MMA game using his boxing and excellent trips and takedowns to control opponents when necessary. His Contender Series performance also didn't disappoint, which he won by rear naked choke in just three minutes, impressing the heck out of Dana White, who was happy to sign another middleweight in what was somewhat of an aging division. Allen already has everything he needs in order to reach the top of the sport, a very adaptable and diverse style, already more than 20 professional fights with his only loss in the UFC coming via Sean Strickland. You guys are all a bunch of sick fucks and I love you guys. Given some more time, Allen could certainly develop as a major threat at middleweight. He's often humble as a competitor and in his post-fight interviews, but as his nickname suggests, he is certainly all in on his mixed martial arts career. Like many, a great up-and-comer at 185, he's been matched up with Brad Tavares next, and if he can move past him, the rest of the division is wide open. Number 5. Julian Marquez 
Talk about personality. Julian the Cuban Missile Crisis Marquez burst through the doors of the Apex on week four of season one, sporting an iconic red headband and headphones, jamming away to his favorite tune, six foot eight, 37 inch vertical leap, while making an underdog appearance against, as I kind of already explained, one of the more hype prospects in the last few years. In his six career fights, he'd been to a decision only once, that also being the only loss in his career, but alongside a well-rounded conditioned game, Marquez also brought with him spoonfuls of personality, as well as fan support. He got the job done in devastating fashion, as he often does, creating a war of attrition, outgrinding his opponent, and then ending the fight, this time via head kick, which sent Hall's face planting into the canvas. Dana loved it, mate. Signed him immediately, and since then, we've seen him engage in some absolute wars in the octagon, including two fights of the night and a performance of the night bonus in just his four UFC fights. Granted, he did drop a split decision loss, but seeing Glory MMA's James Krause rally him in his corner time and time again to come out late and find finishes amidst absolute wars is endlessly entertaining, and more importantly, he understands ways to be a star in this modern era. Whether that's his podcast Beauty and the Beast with adult actress Kendra Luss or his post-fight request for Miley Cyrus to be his valentine. So Miley Cyrus, <laughs> will you be my valentine? Anyway, he's a super exciting fighter to watch, can win by KO or submission. He is a finishing machine and hopefully he keeps winning. Number four, Sadiq Youssef. It took only two years from turning pro for Sadiq Youssef to find his way to the Contender Series. In that short time, he had amassed seven fights and was already UFC caliber, and it showed in his composed and calculated efficiency, despite his relative inexperience. His performance on Season 2 Week 6 was even more impressive, given that he was matched against Mike Davis, a man who would find success in the UFC himself. Yusuf then embarked on a four-fight win streak with two first-round TKOs, his growth and development as a fighter being remarkably impressive in that time, showcasing his show-stopping power, but also his ability to manage a fight across the distance if required. Recently, he met fellow 145-pound prospect Arnold Allen and was handed his first defeat in four years in a very closely contested matchup, and seeing as Allen is now 8-0 in the UFC and Sadiq only has 12 fights in his career, his potential to improve is certainly there. He's a dynamic and explosive fighter and is just one of those guys that makes MMA look great. His movements, the precision of his techniques, and his well-rounded game, he's destined for some fun fights in the future and has years ahead of him for him to continue his rise to UFC greatness. Number 3. Jake Hadley Despite not yet securing a UFC debut, it was pretty difficult not to include Jake Hadley on this list. His recent performance on Season 5 of the Contender Series last October was met with much anticipation. There are a variety of feeder leagues that funnel into the UFC, and actually with the creation of this show, especially given the amount regional MMA has suffered in the pandemic, the Contender Series has served as a perfect platform to scout and initiate UFC talent. That being said, Jake was coming in from Cage Warriors, which is hardly regional MMA. The biggest promotion in the UK harbors talent from across Europe, and Hadley captured the 125 pound title before heading to Vegas for his Contender Series debut, which he won, looking impressive on the feet and showcasing his dynamic jiu-jitsu game and active guard, clearly possessing a well-rounded toolkit suitable for UFC competition. Alongside this, his controversial signing by Dana made the rounds on social media, where it seems UFC matchmakers had some less than favorable things to say about Hadley and his conduct during the lead-up to the fight. My instructions were not to sign this guy. Sean and uh, Mick stormed out of the room when I did and took off here tonight, so they're not happy about it. But going against even their wishes, Dana signed him anyway, which if anything is a clear indication that he's prepared to get on board the Hadley train. I, I just have a gut feeling that this kid has something special. It will be interesting to see what the UFC throws at him as he certainly has the confidence already to take on the top 15 at flyweight. Number two, Adrian Yanez. 
Errol did as the second coming of Jorge Masvidal, Yanez has done nothing but impress since his arrival on our UFC screens just one year ago, as he stepped into the Contender Series Octagon on Season 4, Week 2. He brought with him an unrelenting boxing style, with heavy volume and pressure combined with his excellent ability to land counterpunches in devastating fashion, showing a level of composure under fire that you rarely see from UFC veterans, let alone with someone less than 15 fights. His last loss was to the aforementioned Miles Johns back in 2018, and since then he's been on a seven-fight unbeaten streak, with only one of those fights actually making it to a decision. All the others, he finished his opponent in devastating fashion, his style being incredibly fan-friendly and entertaining to watch. His three UFC contests have all ended in a performance of the night bonus, and he's even had to battle through some adversity to get there. He's also been training with current bantamweight champion Aljamain Sterling, and if this continues, is sure to round out his grappling game alongside his already deadly hands. Aside from his fighting abilities, Yanez has an edge to his personality, certainly a high level of confidence, and isn't afraid to get on the mic and speak his mind. How the fuck did you get that good of a jab, bro? Whether he'll continue to baptize the rest of the 135-pound division on his way to the top remains to be seen, but if Giannis can continue to put together impressive finishes in entertaining fights whilst fighting the best the division has to offer. This man has star potential written all over him. Number 1. Tracy Cortez I feel like I've been writing out the name Tracy Cortez a lot in recent months. She currently has 400,000 Instagram followers, more than half of this list combined. Cortez, whose obvious marketability and tenacious style is slowly moving her towards the top of the division. She's certainly someone who's been on most fans' radar since her debuting performance on the Contender Series Season 3, Episode 6, where she put a stop to the rise of Kazakhstani wrecking machine Maria Agapova, taking her the distance and showcasing her excellent grappling, heart, and tenacity. A fitting combination for entrance into the UFC's flyweight division and she was granted just that by Dana, who praised her ability to dominate despite facing early adversity, the heartfelt story surrounding her brother's death, nearly bringing him to tears, and her game plan to never stop moving forward. She's beaten all three of the opponents the UFC has put in front of her so far, and has already amassed over 400,000 Instagram followers in her two years with the promotion. The limits of Cortez's superstardom will only be confined by her ability to secure victories and put on exciting performances. So far, she's been able to do just that. So long as things don't change in that department, this is definitely someone to keep an eye out for at 125. She's relentless as a training partner in Henry Cejudo, and her bright personality has been lighting up media rooms at every event she's been part of. A big shout out to Luke Taylor for editing this video. You can find him and some of his amazing artwork on Twitter at cool2me underscore. Shout out to Ben Rosette and the excellent music he provided during the intro video. His music can be found on streaming platforms everywhere. There is a link in the description and follow him at Ben Rosette on Instagram and on Twitter. Thanks so much for watching today, guys. Remember to like and subscribe. I'll see you in the next one.